When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. Lots to discuss on this week's episode with Nathan Blake and Chris Wathen. Welcome to you both. Hello, we're both... A bit tired, I mean, it's been a long night. It's it's been a a long night, (laughs) my friend. And I had it was nice though. I had a driver, I had my own driver. BBC gave me my own driver. His name's Jason Perry. (laughs) So uh, and we have to give Pez a shout out. His uh, is it Bajen College, isn't it? Oh, he wouldn't mate, stop going I didn't on about it. Stop going on they about Gower College of Swansea five two. Five two yeah, and uh, we had it. Deep they were two in. nil down. Yeah, yeah. And they popped them off the pack. And Pezzo wasn't very excited. Not well done, Jason. He almost pulled the steering wheel off the car at one point. Anything's an achievement, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be discussing the brilliant win at Leeds United. Um, looking ahead to the games against Millwall and Bolton. And a little bit of talk about Kenneth Zahor and Gary Medine in there as well. So let's start at Ellen Road, Chris. Yeah. You were there for us and witnessed something of a landmark performance in the season, you could say? Uh, potentially. Landmark the, result, certainly. Yeah, yeah, look, first and foremost, they absolutely bullied them. <laughs> they bullied them. And... I was te- I've been tempted to say they went full Warnock, where they okay. went, they, they were Warnocked. They were more direct, they were more physical. Um, they lined up before kickoff and with Armand Traore uh, starting, having come in as a, something of a surprise transfer on, on deadline yeah, day. Yeah, that was a surprise. And uh, Gary Medine, or Medine as we were told, mm. well, is, yeah, that's going to be a, a, a bone of contention. Uh, I think. Him starting. They lined up with o- with only Rolls and Hoyler, I think, under six foot, if not six foot two. It, it looked like the mean machine. You know, they were... It's a big, they, big bunch. A big unit. Um, now, what I don't want this to be construed as is that that's all they can do because that's just been a lazy accusation being thrown at Cardiff and Warnock sides from word go. And I'd, l- I, I'd, I'd imagine that, as they showed in the first game, Leeds are a bit of a soft touch which is not something you associate with Leeds United as a football club oh no way um, not in, certainly not in keeping with their fans who were watching and getting frustrated as their side were getting bullied um, but you know it's not as if that's all they can do far from it. we've already seen that this season and indeed the way they played the way they had a, such a strong arm on the game allowed them then to go and do the little bit of magic up front you know to get it to get it wide Hoylet was excellent um, you know, I just I thought he's absolutely sincere. Been that most consistent for yeah. players, and he by far absolutely you know, integral role. Mm. But they just were, they were stronger, they were quicker, they were faster, and 
and strength in the other term as well is that that depth is coming back. So he went with Medine, he gives Zahora a rest, so Zahora's on the bench now. Mendes Lang wasn't even in the 18. So whether that's giving him a breather or kick up the backside, whichever one it is, yeah. he's got the players now and got the confidence back to do mm. it because you ain't, you're not scrambling for results having mm. come through that sticky patch. Mm. The, what excites me, I think, is that they are showing now they are, they've got more in their armoury again after players coming back from injury, after the transfer window, that they can now beat you in different ways. Yeah. Because they, we've seen them take teams apart on a counter-attack, with some good football, attacking football. If you want to wrestle, they'll wrestle you all day long and, and, and they'll beat you at it mm. as well. Um, it did feel like this was the sort of second coming of Cardiff this mm. season. I thought it was interesting what Radzriani said, mm. the Leeds owner, that uh, he was apologetic about yeah. appointing Christiansen in the first place. I, I feel he probably that result also at, at Cardiff City yeah. when they beat him up really yeah. yeah I think he's probably feeling to himself we're a soft touch yeah yeah and he's apologetic for that because as you said Leeds have never been a soft touch that's one thing you can label them with there you know it's a great city great bunch of fans Tough bunch of boys as well, do you know what I mean? It's, Proper it Northern Rugby yeah, League town. It wasn't dirty from Cardiff, but mm. it was the fact that... It's just a physicality. Just, just, just sheer physicality. Absolute physicality, I thought. Um, well, like Chris says, the two players under six foot are possibly the two most consistent players at the moment in Hoyler and Rouse. Mm. So there is a bit of guile yeah. in there amongst the physicality. Mm. I know, I, I almost feel you know guilty for, for saying some of that because it, it leads into this sort of lazy accusation of the side and it's not it's not true not certainly not wholly true but it was an impression that he gave and I tell you what if I was a Leeds players lining up before the game as they do and going cross shaking hands and all you're doing is staring up mm. it's like I think on a you know, Sunday morning it, isn't it when it, you see the opposition they, team they, and they're, they're an all... imposing team now yeah. they yeah. are an imposing team and yeah. and but they, they've got it always comes down to, to I always say it comes down to yeah, yeah, it comes down to the individual, but it comes down to the attitude of your manager. Yeah, attitude reflects the leadership. Yeah. Simple as that. And I think, yeah, Leeds, I seen them get beat by Newport mm. at Newport, yeah. and they were, they were a soft touch. Yeah. They, tr- it, it was, it was embarrassing in the sense that they tried to be tough. Yeah, with with Newport, and Newport basically. Bullied them, yeah, and do you know what something I mean? similar. At, at, uh, and they already what they had done is let the cat out of the bag by statements coming out saying, "We just want to get in and get yeah. out." Yeah, in other words, stuff, we it? don't want to be here. Yeah. So I tell you what, while you're here, we're going to make it as difficult as we can for you. So and they, they couldn't handle it. it they, 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 they tried. I mean, the worst foul of the game came from Berardi, which I think was the first of his of his two yellow cards. He got sent off, and mm. he, and he turned around protesting. You know whether that's frustration, yeah. whether it's you know trying to find that. No, when you're getting bullied, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to kick someone and start a fight, sort of thing. Um, and you know, this kind of scored their third from the free kick, and that was that game game oh, done. Game over. What I would also say though is that you know there are still fine margins in games. Cardiff, were, having scored the opener, were under a little bit. I wouldn't say pressure, but Leeds were finding a bit of space. Um, um, and Neil Etheridge, who was coming for a bit of criticism this season, pulled mm. off, I thought it was his best game for Cardiff, mm. absolutely superb 
saved to uh, t- tonight. Um, I think it was. I can't remember who the follow-up was from, but the first was it Lasaga, was it? Yeah, I think he had hit the bar, and and, and the follow-up shot came from from someone. Sorry, it's been four games since then. Um, yeah. Fantastic save, but that moment. If that goes one-one and the crowd are already worked up because yeah. they've seen a few tackles going changes, in, momentum it? can change. Yeah, and if kind of progress and you and you feel that momentum's coming with them again now, that you're right. It could be a it could be a significant win. Mm. And Leeds have played some good football this season. Let's not forget that yeah, as much as they have been a soft touch, yeah. they were riding high and may still come back into the playoff um, picture. It's interesting. Neil Warnock. We're recording this on a Thursday. Neil Warnock and his um, press conference this morning before the Millwall game was talking about the power and the depth of Wolves, Villa, Derby, even Fulham, he said, could basically out-muscle anyone in the division in terms of spending power and squad depth. But have Cardiff got more depth than ever now, Blakey? We spoke about this at the start of the season. They've got more depth more than options. Ever for probably, well, for a good five or six years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I genuine mean, options that Warnock likes yeah, to use yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got players like Halford now, uh, not even you don't even remember him, do you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and they're players... But that, yet, sorry to interrupt, he comes on on Saturday, yeah. and Grucic loses a little bit of discipline, he's yeah, got away yeah. with a few fouls, yeah. goes in, calms it down, old head, yeah. and talk about those options. What I've always liked about Warnock... No one's just thrown on a bench or into a position because oh, that's, I fancy giving him a go today. Yeah, everyone is there for a job, mm-hmm. and and that's that's the yeah. importance to the depth. It's yeah. not just numbers. Yeah, yeah. What and about we got co- they got cover in many different places. I think that's the, you know the idea in football is you want to try and get two players in every position, or you want to get three or four players who can play. Three or four different positions. Warnock seems to have it now, doesn't which, he? Which, well, you've you've got it in. You've probably got it in uh, Halford more, most definitely. You've probably got it in Demore. Um, Demore can play several different midfield positions. Patterson. So you have got Patterson can play wide. He can even play strike. Jazz Patterson. Richards on either fullback. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you've got you know, I wouldn't. I would say Peltier can play. One of two positions, mm. either right full back or right centre back. You know, then you've got Manga. He can also play a couple of different positions. Bamba, he's shown he can play step in the midfield and play that position. So you've got a lot of variant now as well in the squad. What did you make, Blakey, of Mendes Lang being left out of the 18? That is a, a big uh, surprise considering where he was. It was a surprise, but I don't know. I Like I've said, I think he might be carrying injury. I think he might have come back carrying injury. Although when you see where he um, burst past Danilo in the Man City game in the first minute, didn't he look short yourself, of fitness there, did he? Didn't look a short of fitness. But you know, I've been there where you, you're okay, and then the, the the pain or whatever starts to increase gradually, and after 55, 60 minutes, you're you're really struggling. So I don't know. It might just be a, a kick up the uh, rear end. You know, it might be just exactly where he's needed because I think first five or six games of the season he was unplayable then he went through probably a five six game period where I felt he was uh, good but didn't stand out but he worked hard he was positional he was very good you know he's a full back stream really 
And then he kind of drifted into three or four games, then got injured. And then we've had this this inconsistency mm. since then. And I think what he was... I think if I was on the coaching staff, I'd be saying to him, you don't have to score. Mm. You, if, what we need from you is to try and get the double figures. But don't, because you started so well, don't think you score got in every game a goal yeah. a game or goal every three or four games. You've got another half a season. If you go and score another five or six goals, 12 goals from a, an attacking wide player, if you're, it's, it's your striker's job to be on the 15 to 20. And if you've got the same sort of 8 to 12 goals on the other flank, well, there's your 50-odd goals before you even get into midfield and defence. So I think he might, have, might be putting himself under a bit too unnecessary much duress. Yeah, because there's no... There's, there's, you know, is that what he's also done is stop providing goals. Yeah, which I think as a, a wide man, your first thing is to provide for your striker. Right. Your second thing is to pick up goals as the backup to the striker. It was interesting, Warnock, saying after the game against Leeds and again in this morning's press conference is that he went for Liam Feeney because he thought that with 20 minutes to go, if they're in that position where they need a goal that Feeney was more likely to put crosses in for Medine than Mendes Lamb. Well, there's, that's, that tells you everything. It's just yeah. agreeing with what I've just said. Yeah, exactly. He's not providing crosses Someone either. Someone would say you know about football, Blake. But yeah, they not, might do. Not me. Yeah, I, 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 you never would. <laughs> uh, but, can we, can we yeah. talk about technicality on Liam Feeney, Chris? Because I believe Cardiff now have six lone players in their, in their squad. Yeah. And they're only allowed to field five they're only in allowed, a match day squad, is that right? They're only allowed to field five in a match day squad. Obviously, Bryson missed out through injury at Ellen Road. So you've got, cutting through, Bryson, who's on loan to the rest of the season from Derby. Feeney, who extended his loan uh, from Blackburn. Traore, who we thought was going to be an out-of-contract player, but was announced as a, as a loan sign-in. Wildshut is a loan signing from Norwich in the window. And he appears to Marco be... Grucic yeah. from Liverpool. And I'm I'm missing one and it's going to kill me now. My brain's too tired. Uh, Jamie Ward. Jamie Ward from Nottingham Forest. So mm. they can only use five at any one time, of course. Um, Bryson currently out injured. So um, Is it uh, interesting that Warnock's putting a lot of emphasis on loans? He didn't he I think didn't it's more emphasis on bolstering squad. How I look at it is the players you're bringing in, they're not, by oh, God, what a player. Mm. But they're good players. Mm. And on their day, they can be that, you know, breathtakingly good. You know, Def- definitely for me. I mean, Wildshirt could definitely Explosive. take your breath away on, on certain match days. Just like Hoylet, just like Mendes Lang, just like Zahor, just like Medin, Medin, Medine, whatever <laughs> you want to call him. So, they, you know, you've got these players now, all of a sudden, instead of having two or three players in attack, yeah. you've got six or seven you can choose from. You know, Ward, not an outstanding player, but it's a consistently good player. Good, good, good. You know what you're going to get. And then if you can get consistently good and then the odd spike to great, brilliant. It's and I think that's what, what he's done. He's built a... The depth of squad doesn't mean just bringing players in. Those players have to have the experience and the knowledge and be quality. Got to have that quality to be able to play well 
and, and, and fight for top six positions in the championship. And I think not one of those signings would you scratch your head and go, oh, mate, that's like a bit of a. Well, there's trust one in Warnock, signing. certainly, you know to I mean? yeah, well, in the right just, players. It just uh, reeks of Warnock's experience and having won promotions. He knows how to build a promotion winning side, and mm. this is what he's done. Mm. And competition as well. Yeah. It's important. I always say this, you know, and I say this to young wannabe footballers. 18, 19, 20, 16, 17. There's, there's, there's a thought process with a lot of youngsters at the moment. And they say, when I speak to them, when I give them advice, or they approach me for advice, and I say, right, well, there's a problem. I'm not getting an opportunity. And I try and say to them, you're not going to get given an opportunity. Do you understand that? You have to earn the opportunity. You have to be better than Bryson in midfield in training. You have to be able to run ragged Bruno Manga, Bamba in training. And you have to show it. Yeah. And then when the opportunity comes, because you will then get given an opportunity, mm. you then have to go and reproduce reproduce that, what you've done in training, against someone now you don't know, an opposition yeah. on match day, whose senses are heightened by 100%, mm. who probably wants to kick your left, right and centre. Or he's going to try and bully you because you're a kid. Mm. You have to then show no fear, no intimidation. But do to him what you've been doing to others in training all week. That's what gets you then into the manager's thought process. Because yeah. if you, if the manager looks at you, you're great in training, then you don't produce that in a game. Right, so you're a training ground player, they're known as, mm. first yeah. and foremost. You're a training ground player. But what the manager will say is, can't trust and I can't rely on him. Mm. Don't know what I'm going to get. The Was managers it? don't like... The unknown or yeah. the inconsistency. Yeah. Right? So to young players, understand that you're in your under 23s, you're 21, 22, you've been at your club for 10, 12 years and you're sat waiting and because you might have beaten a player on Saturday for the under 23s and done one Cruyff turn and it looked great, you're clipping it and putting it on Facebook showing everybody what great player you are. But it's the, you don't show the other night, 89 yeah. minutes where you've given the ball away. You've got to get that consistency in your game. It it goes back to this thing about dropping Mendes line from the squad. Absolutely, right? yeah. We're kind of finding excuses for him, but we know performance-wise, he's not banging. Yeah, not by moment. his own, not by the standards he set. No, which is and that's the problem. A bit fair on him because well, he did so well. And well, stuff, but that's what you should. You know, you can do of. exactly. So the idea is now, you know, I've spoken before on this program about when I was a kid at Cardiff. And not wanting that responsibility to be mm. the man at 18, 19. I don't want all that. It's mm. like 31, 32-year-old men who've played for Spurs and mm. Everton and what have you. What are you looking at me for? Mm. But then, you know, you have to grow up quick. Yep. That's another thing. And you have to make that decision. Do I want to become the man? So yeah. I knew by the time I was 19, I was the best player at Cardiff. I had no problem. Mm. I knew it. But it was just then, right, you got to go out, not talk it. Yeah. So good knowing it and talking it. You've got to go out and prove it. Yeah, this is what I that that decision. It's only a small decision. One game, Mendes lad travelled to Leeds. By the way, oh, it's a killer. Right? It's an embarrassment killer. So it works. It you, works you, on all levels because Mendes lad gets a breather. He's got two options, Mendes lad. Sorry, yeah. Chris. Go on. He either dies. Yeah. Or he comes again. Yeah. And I think Warnock is it's so, a bit of a test, isn't it? It's an absolute test. It's a mental game you're playing but now. It's, it's like, right, he gets a breather, 
It's a message to the other players in the squad that um, no one's enjoyable. No one's enjoyable. It's a reward for the likes of Pilkington, who has been delivering for and knocking on the door. Brilliant. Yeah, I love. I loved seeing him come back. Yeah. And what about um, the, the role options. of Omar Bogle and Lee Tomlin in this? The players that were not let go, who we thought had the talent, but clearly didn't. Well, Tomlin was brought in as, as the as the kind of the, the marquee signing. Mm. But like you're saying, there's training ground players and there's players who, who a, can't be trusted he in the has, game. He has, if you don't produce it, we're saying, like, when's he going to get the opportunity to produce it? Yeah. But clearly, if you're not producing it in training, the manager's not seeing that because if you're not producing it in training, you're not going to transfer all of a sudden to a game and start playing out your skin. Yeah. And it, Warnock was interesting as well today that he was praising Mendes, saying that, I spoke to him. I told him the reasons why. He said that it's it says it shows where we are because he said, "Wow, I can drop Mendes Land, a player who has pretty much made sure we are where we are." Mm. So I like that fact that he's still building himself up, but at the same time, going, "Yeah, but we've got 17 games to go now. Mm. There's no messing around." Mm. He's done the same with Zahora, and he was saying today about. How much he said, I've almost felt sorry for him. We've not been playing well. I thought one it was really, I don't know whether it was because he, he said he's been ill in two beds, a lot, uh, ill over the last two days in bed. In two it's, beds? Uh, yeah, exactly. Really <laughs> ill. Let's not talk about that. Really, really ill when you're in two beds. <laughs> been, uh, this is three hours, four hours sleep for you, isn't it? I get down. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Kill you. Uh, uh, no yeah. one would have noticed that. He's been in. Ill in bed for two days, Warnock. So I don't know whether it was because of that, but he was really insightful about some of his decisions, which sometimes he talks around it, doesn't he? But yeah. he was like explaining what, and he was saying about Zahor, he said, I felt sorry for him. He's had to lead the line on his own uh, that it's been a little bit too much for him. He hasn't been able to take a breather. But aside from that, we haven't played well enough. We haven't created enough. He talked about having to work more in training with Jeppo in terms of creating and going back to what they were doing at the start, but also Zahora needs that competition. So mm. it was that was really open and honest. I yeah, think, accepting his own accepting his own faults as manager, accepting the team's faults, but also saying accepting Kenneth's faults, mm. but also saying you need to kick up the backside also. Exactly. So he's covered the whole spectrum. Yeah, there. so you can he's tell not killing anyone. No, because he's going to need everyone. Exactly. And again, he That's said experience. Mendes has been dropped. Zahora has been dropped. He said, "I've told them you will all be dropped." At, you know, you it, you all want to drop, but if everyone, you don't perform, you will be dropped. But it was more the case of there will be times when you are not involved in the squad, it's, but you are involved in the challenge. And I, I like that. See when you've got a solid back defence, yeah. which Cardiff have. Yeah. They don't concede many goals, right? They're still okay if you look at their goals conceded. Just increased lately, but they still got a good defensive record. Mm. But mm-hmm. that's why you say we build from the back, yeah. Because what you want your front people is if you've got competition for places, it means all four or all three, however you want to look mm. at it, should be playing at eight or a nine every game. Yeah. Why? Because I know if I drop me to a five or a four, chances are, yeah. and the manager rotates the squad anyway, yeah. it's not like I've played every game and I'm like, probably Kenneth Zahor was probably the only man who could hold that yeah. mantle. Saying like I'm the man, I've got no real competition. We thought Bogle was going to be the answer. It hasn't. All of a sudden, Cardiff gone bang five million for a player. Yeah. We were saying we were debating last week. Oh, do you think he was sad? I thought, well, you don't pay five million for a player to put him on the bench. Yeah. 
no way especially when your main striker is not firing yeah. that's a that's a statement of intent he's telling you hey okay I know we haven't been playing well I know you might be a bit tired carrying a few knocks we are, we haven't got the ball up to you mm. but you haven't produced either Yeah. so I tell you what now you've got a bit of competition I liked it because there was a confidence about Warnock being able to say such things being mm. able to do such things that perhaps has been just subsided a little bit in recent weeks over the sort of bleak midwinter. Win- God, I need some sleep. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but there was just, I know he was still talking up others oh, in the top two, as you mentioned earlier, and the playoffs, and that's what we're aiming for, and, and the sides are bigger than us. Deep down, Warnock is confident again, mm. uh, or more confident again. Yeah. And because I think he knows he's got a squad, because he's moulded it himself and got the right characters in, that have bought into it. Yeah. that have bought into the fact that I know I'm going to have to be at my best to be in I know that I might be dropping if you're sat in a playoff position because I can see a promotion if you're here. sat in a playoff position by the end of January the light begins to you yeah. begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel now it's like a race for the line race for the finish yeah. you know who's going to you know mentally more than physically because the mind controls the body who's going to mentally strong enough to be able to carry this you know bashed up body yeah. and in another two months it'll be nigh on broken yeah. you know come the end of March early April your body's nigh on broken but who's mentally going to be tough enough to say right let's hurl towards that line let's yeah. you know take out everything in our way we've got no worries about cups or anything like this now we've got one focus a sole focus yeah. it's great and Hoylet sort of perhaps let slip some of the true feeling of the dressing room he was talking of top two mm. and also he mentioned what a big week this is mm. because they've, it's a three game week as yeah. I put it it yeah. includes a game in hand mm. it includes two home games Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday yeah. it's going for a battle against Millwall mm. and it's got Borough as well at, at the end, of, at the end of it, yeah, right. Mm. And it's got a Bolton side in that the did them, yeah. Start of that poor run, mm. and then you've now got Bolton's main striker. They're three big games, mm-hmm. and you know, no one goes into it going, "Oh, we're going to have nine points there." Mm. But you wouldn't. But they are. Have, but, but, but they will. But, be but, but that's it. the kind of mentality you've got to approach the game yeah. of. You take the the result from Leeds, and you say, "Look, we don't go into that hoping we're going to win it." We win it. We make sure because only we can make sure. Yeah. We have to run harder and faster. First of all, we have to be more aggressive. Second of all, and when it comes to quality, we then have to bring our qualities to the fore. And again, going back to Warnock's presser today, another little insight was that he sent the full side to Mansfield because he didn't. Want, he wanted to get in the fourth round, not so much to play Man City. But because he wanted the Bolton game, places, yeah. wanted the Bolton game moved because yeah. he didn't feel that the squad was ready to kick on again. Now they've got it in this position where they've got the signings in, mm. got people up to speed, they've got that competition yeah. we talked about. I think he would have liked and to beat Man City, mind. Oh, I think he would. Well, we'll talk about Man City. Talk about characters in the squad. It's interesting uh, that Warnock noted in his press conference about Joe Bennett. Yeah. And uh, now Bennett has apologised. Now Bennett is, is flying. He said very much back in contention. He probably spent a week in exile, Joe Bennett, and got a fair bit of stick from all comers. But are we going to see his character emerge and and Warnock's treatment of him maybe come off as a as yeah, a positive? Look, Dom, these things happen in football. 
We don't like to see them happen, but they happen. No one will ever know whether Bennett done it on purpose or not. If you're asking me, I then say, well, look at the lad's character, like I've said before, and yeah. look at his history, and I haven't seen it before. So I would probably, well, no, I probably, I'd definitely say, well, no, I wouldn't wouldn't think he'd done that on purpose because I've not seen it done before, and there's, you know... You're very out of character, wouldn't Yeah, you? totally out of character. So, you know, Bennett, you will... Listen, this is one of the reasons I don't do social media. I was told from an early age, don't read the papers because when they good you're good when you're bad they'll you know downtrod you so so I don't do social media on the basis of that but when you do you can't help these days it's even worse you only had the papers before to avoid now you've got every platform news channel please don't tell the whales online uh, readers not to read what I'm saying is as a player (laughs) as a player player, you will no you will absorb it even if you don't want to. How difficult is it to block Because it if, out? if I, if, if someone in this office said something negative about yourself, Dom, and you found out about it, it would affect you. No matter how you think, yeah. uh, you might tell Chris, I didn't care. But really and truly, you'd be telling a fib because you've gone home and thought, how dare he or how dare she or, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, we'll come to that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Do you understand what I mean? So you will absorb it. So I, I, I feel for uh, Bennett because I think I don't do social media, but what I've heard and what you guys have told me and other people, you know, it was it was out of order the kind of backlash that come his way. But if you're on that platform, you got to be prepared to take it, and that's why I say that will affect then your performance level. So I find it interesting that Warnock is actually focusing on the mm. fact that. He's unaffected. He's you know, so he's building, he's building him up. He's telling him yeah. like you know, don't worry, kid. Go out because he clearly has been affected yeah. by it. Yeah. What about the arrival of Traore, a natural fit in Bennett's mm. position of left back? Will that have affected him? Do you think or or Bennett? Well, again, it's very great well. though. Yeah, like we've said, competition should do because if I'm Joe Bennett, I'm. I know I have to like play to well think, first yeah, and foremost. Now I'd I'd like to think that I wouldn't go. Oh, someone's coming that's it it's the end of me I'd be thinking I've played 30 games this season I won a promotion medal I won a Wembley playoff final I won a, I've done the hard work here I'm not letting someone else come in yeah. and and do the last leg of the relay for Absolutely. me so because as much as it's a team sport there's an individual drive yeah. uh, um, at, at play here so let's hope he kicks on because you know well he uh, has to yeah he's got no choice you kick on or kick out yeah that's a bit, you know you tell me a team that professional team that has 11 players and no players on the bench and no squad yeah <laughs> that's the idea you know you have this notion of football being a great team game and what have you and it is fantastic the best team game but squad game though you're individuals mm-hmm. I always say to people you know again when I give a voice you think oh you know oh I can have a bad game because the team will carry me well, managers, depending on the situation, might let that go for two or three games. But you won't get much beyond that, mm. four, five games. That's kind of like you're maxing your credit card out there. Eventually, he'll take you out. Dom, out you come. Chris, in you go. Yeah, so although you're in a team, it's about your individual performance level. It's no different from the tennis player or the snooker player. Do you know what I mean? Or the athlete they think, oh, yeah, but you know, it's different for you. I've had this conversation with my 
boys who were athletes themselves. Mm. That's different for you because you're in a team sport. No, 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 no. I'm only in a team sport when we cross the line. To get to that, you know, kick off that first whistle, I'm an individual. I need to be the man. Doggy dog until right. you get over the and white line. Yeah. Actually, I was as worse than yours because, you know, you can only look at yourself and say, well, you know, I'm not in the 100 meter final because I didn't run fast enough. I might be looking at myself saying, well, I've played as hard as I can, I've done all the skills I can, but Dominic is just a better player than me. Yeah. What do I do in that instance? Well, we talk about the character that is. We talk a lot about competition for places. There's been so much competition for places in this podcast at the moment. We've put part one and two together. <laughs> well, we're not. Let's uh, let's do a bit of Ask Blakey then after a short break. Subscribe to the Boot Room on iTunes or listen on WalesOnline.co.uk. So, Blakey, a few questions coming in, one of which I want to, to ask and just revisit the uh, the issue of Lee Tomlin. Uh, Paul Grono, who often uh, Hi, Paul. messages us, says, was Warnock right to pack the squad with warriors and fighters and let go of the creative luxury that Tomlin offers? Um, Does it I, would, I, would, you... I would say, I would, Paul, I would say first and foremost, I still think you've got a lot of creativity in there. I still think though um, the lad we signed from Norwich Welcher I think he is a creative yeah. player very creative player so you've let one go and you've brought one in mm. and you've probably Welcher is probably well he's not probably he's far quicker stronger than Tomlin for me and opens up defences easier and will cross a great ball so he gives you a bit more than Tomlin actually so you've replaced what you've got, you've got, got, of skills you've got a better player in my opinion right then you've got Hoylet very creative and has been for me our player of the season from an offensive point of view you've then got Zohor he can he can be creative hasn't been as creative as late neither has Mendes Lang but now you've brought in players who can push Medin Medin whatever you say these are they. Oh, he's not just a big target man. He can do things. Do you know what I mean? So your creativity, I think, what you've lost in say Bogle and Tomlin, I actually think you've. I think they've improved. It's gonna be with, yeah, I think they've improved, Paul. Plus with Grucic, um, who's been yeah, playing him, yeah. deep, uh, you know, deep sitting at the moment, which has allowed Rose to to push on a little bit more, and he has helped. Link, link the play a lot mm. better and provide that support as a second second line. But Warnock was talking today about Grucic perhaps playing a different role himself over time. Someone else yeah. might come in and sit, like Bamba might do a sitting job, allow Grucic to put that because he he can pass, mm. the boy can pass, and, mm. and you know you don't get. Well, I'd rather see him in a more because that I like him. I would Grucic. I don't think it was fair we see him in a Man City game. He no. just got run ragged, yeah, yeah. right? But I would put Ralph's deeper and Grutic ahead because yeah. I think that's what we lack is that interlink, yeah. that tight space, that one-two touch movement, it might pass be, move. Whether he's putting him, deep. and I don't think I don't think that's Ralph's game. I think Ralph's is a yeah. Whether a he's putting him deep to adapt to the pace of the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Well, interesting. We talk about Grutic, uh, James Corp on. 
Facebook. By James. Um, he asks, um, do you think the, the January transfer window is a success for Cardiff? And then he says, I know you mentioned you, Blakey, about getting a Modiame type midfielder. Yeah, do you think it. Cardiff got that in Grujic or Grujic? Uh, I talk about it maybe being a bit Grujic more offensive. and, pronounce the name for me again, Norwich lad. Wildshot. Wildshot. Yeah. With the way I'm talking after four, yeah, it's dangerous. I, I find it difficult to, to pronounce, to pronounce fairness, that Warlock's not made it easy for us with these signings. They're no, all no, no. I think, I think those two players, give me the question again. He says, do you think that um, Cardiff got a Modi Army type of I think those two players, yeah, I think the two midfielders, you've got a bit of creativity. Wildshot can play down the middle or yeah. wide. And he's got pace. I think Diame is more of a you know, box-to-box kind of, but he can play. I've seen him play in the number 10 position. He was fantastic. I've also played, seen him play in the 6th position. But you've got two players then who can Grucic can do deep and a bit higher. Wildshot can do higher and wider. So I think you've got, I think you've got a better variant. And you talk about creative players. Is that Warnock's after creative players who will work hard rather than a luxury player like yeah Tom yeah 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 well so you accept now Tomlin was a luxury player <laughs> I do accept that I still think that Tomlin and I think Cardiff fans may think this too I think Tomlin could do very well at Forest. yeah well look don't forget yeah, he's was, still on Cardiff's books yeah what, what, it, what, what it is for me is something in in a player's mind what happens is expectation yeah and we know he's having problems with a court case and what have you but expectation when you're bought and brought in to be the main man you come in thinking one of two things I have to come and show I'm a man or I'm kind of okay I'm going to play because I'm the main man they bought I think the latter I think Lee was uh, guilty of coming in thinking I've been bought and he bought like League One players and this mm. and that. I'm the main signing. And Neil, in fairness, was a, you know he would admit that he was saying like he's we've got him now and you know I spoke to him. We've got him now and he's you know he's going. He was excited about it. He was very excited about him. But we've said before on this program sometimes signings just don't work out. You know if you look at the past three years when we're going through the turmoil. turmoil Cardiff was just signing players for fun and they were just coming and leaving, coming and leaving, coming and, you know, Zaha when, you know, all these, we had so many players of quality um, just coming and going. Uh, it, was, it was untrue, you know, and then you, you think, well, I've seen them go on and do well at other places. But it was just at that moment in time, there was so much turmoil here people coming in because players do think as well they think for themselves come in and you think well, I didn't think I was signing up to this yeah. I've had it myself when I've signed for clubs and thought well when I sat with a manager he painted a great picture mm. and then when I've met with the lads and I've been here a week 90% of them can't stand the manager yeah. so oh no what have I done yeah. do you know what I mean we're going nowhere we're definitely going nowhere <laughs> because they're not pulling yeah they're not pulling for the manager. They're not pulling for the club. They're not pulling for themselves. They want the head honcho gone. And like you always say, Blake, you, how well a player does at a club often depends on things off the pitch. Absolutely. Family circumstances, Absolutely. living. It's and, all part and, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. 
That's two excellent questions there from Paul yeah, James, was. I thought. Yeah. Um, we're going to look ahead to Millwall and Bolton after another short break. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. So I'm going to start this part with another question from Harry, who says uh, Millwall's rec- record at home is very strong. Yeah. Uh, he says it's a sign of, of Cardiff being top two contenders if they can win. I know Millwall have done very well at home this season. I think Cardiff will go and beat them up. Yeah, I, th- I can see. I think Millwall... Maybe not beat them up, but definitely I think them. Millwall are used to... They rely on that fan base and that fear factor... And they're a physical so side much, too. and their physical side. I don't think you're gonna bully Cardiff. I think the the bully might get bullied, might get a bloody nose when it comes to uh, Millwall because we just spoke about what Cardiff went and done to Leeds. Yeah, that confidence going to Millwall, a lesser team, no matter how you look at it, lesser team, not expected to stay up for many people. I've done really well, I think, you know, because what they do. They play to their strengths. They know we got a horrible crowd. They're going to get on your case. We're going to kick you a bit. We're going to make life uncomfortable for you. We're not the best technically gifted, but we can match you for, you know, desire and you know strength and power. Right, but you come up against a team which has all that in abundance, and then some. Yeah. So. Well, the Millwall boss Neil Harris was saying he thought there were a lot of similarities between. His team and Cardiff. He wishes. I think Cardiff maybe, <laughs> maybe got a bit more ability. Yeah. All that's yeah. going I understand through, what he's saying. All that's going through yeah. my head is that uh, Warnock documentary uh, when he was at Sheffield United, where they remember went, they, they were X-rated uh, yeah, language. On they this. went down to the den, and oh, what was the Australian nutter that Millwall had? Oh, you monkey! You're about you're about um, uh, Jack Wolves as well. Yeah, you're about. He's the manager of Melbourne now. Uh, Oh, Muzzy, Kevin Muscat. Yes. You're talking about right. Australian. He's not that. He's a lovely guy. Seriously. He might be, Muzzy but is a pitch. top, 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 top. Oh, you, you go through brick yeah. walls, right? So I think in the, the clip in question, he is it's worth watching. Diver. It's on YouTube if yeah. people want to check it out. <laughs> where it all, it all kicks off in the, in the, in the tunnel at half time. Mm. And Muscat and Paddy Kenny both get. Uh, sent off for kicking off yeah. in the tunnel and uh, Sheffield United I think Phil Jagielka goes in goals for them Yeah, and they pull it out the bag and win the game and Warnock's on the pitch and every Millwall player coming off like Jody Morris Warnock's going up and shaking their hands doing well and going that's for Muscat that <laughs> <laughs> just tell Muscat thanks <laughs> so that's that's all that's going to be going through my head yeah. when I see that game tomorrow but he's on about how much he likes that club because it's it's an environment that he likes. Yeah, it? he's gonna lo- he's gonna love all that the same way yeah. that the Millwall fans will will love it. It's gonna be it's you know blood and thunder game, but you know as we said right at the top of the show is that you know more there's a lot of listen there's a lot of history between yeah, Cardiff and Millwall, and it's not just playing it's yeah. their firms and everything. It goes back back but back back. I know friends of mine who are like 55, 60. And we'll only come down at Millwall, yeah, I'm going sad. I'm like, really, bro? <laughs> but more fool Millwall if they think the Cardiff are, are more, no more than a side that will I hope they do. Because, because you know, if you're going to let Hoylet run loose, if Zahora comes off the bench or Mendes Lang is involved and they're given the space, 
then absolutely, the, yeah. you know, Cardiff can can do what they've done this side of the season. They did the leads. Can Cardiff do something different though? Can Cardiff say to Millwall, okay, you want to be physical, you want to outmuscle us? We're just going to play the better football. Yeah. Completely different but to, I th- I to think, what they have done no, no, at no, times. No, this no, no, no. What you got to okay. So a, fun, both, a yeah. fundamental part is the aggression. You'll never hear. Sounds like I'm preaching today, mm-hmm. but you never hear managers on match of the day say this to kids all the time. You never hear managers not mention the word aggression. They always say we were aggressive, we Desire, won the battle, blah, 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 and then our football took over, or we weren't aggressive enough. Blah 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 blah. We got overrun, and then they just beat us. So the aggression and the fight, those two words, they're fundamental parts of football. You know, there's this notion that football is played by softer people than that play rugby. Some of the injuries and stuff you get in football are horrendous. And 90% of the kids who play football are from council estates. So you know, well, it depends what the part of the country you've got in any well, cases, doesn't it? Well, no, not really. Not in football. You, you, you didn't get that. You didn't get, like, like you know, if you go across the border in England, especially in rugby... A lot of the private schools, that's what they focus on, is the rugby. Here in Wales, it's different. But in football, you can go to Ireland, Scotland. Well, most of the kids you will find have come from rough council estates. And that's their background. Is the Millwall perception so the Sorry, the toughness is, is ingrained in you, if you know what I mean. That, uh, yeah. That won't be intimidated. It's, 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 it's what you've done growing up. You've had to learn to fight. You've had to learn to battle. You've had to learn. I won't be bullied. You know. I, I you know. I got chased by all the boys. You know, and we had to have a, a dust up or whatever. Did Those you, things happen over your over your growing up. And then when it comes to football, how can someone really intimidate you in a football match? I used to say it's impossible. I don't care. If, you know, the Jolly Green Giant is playing. So what? I would care. Uh, do you think the image of of Millwall <laughs> being it. a? I love the honesty, Tom. <laughs> do you think Millwall being the Not image the of face. it being tough, <laughs> tough fans? You know, hard the sort of hard men for. Yeah, they wouldn't. Does have that set... still exist, though, Blakey? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what they. It's dying, but that's why their fans sing. No one likes. No one likes us. We don't care. They know that that is part and parcel of their makeup of what. Is that part more an image in- thing than a part, reality? No, though? part of the intimidation. They know if they went and sat on their hands and just became like a nice bunch of fans, people are going to come to their ground and take advantage. And no one wants to be taken advantage of. Nobody. So that edge, that bit yeah. of edge. So any player coming here knows he's got a he. You know, if you're not someone who put their foot in, and you sign for Millwall, you will become someone who will put their foot in. Because it's demanded of you. Well, we know Cardiff won't be afraid of putting their foot in. So, on the pitch, gents, what do we think will happen? 2 0 Cardiff. 2 0 Cardiff? Yeah. I'm saying 1 0 Cardiff. I'm going to go 3 1 Cardiff. Another uh, Ellen Rowe type job on the uh, yeah, Another on win. The cards. Lucky we're not doing a, um, keeping the scores. I noticed when you get the result right. You keep the score. Well, I'm happy for you to mention it when you get it, right? I think did Paul predict a, a loss for the Leeds game? He did, indeed. He was surprised when I said I thought they'd win. Well, there you go. And um, there's, Bol- there's a Bolton game in midweek, so quickly predictions for that one at home against Bolton. Oh, my super whites. 
You've got to predict that, Blake. I yeah, do I'm love, going, I'm I do love my soup. I'm going to sit on the fence this year, draw. I think I'd win that one comfortably, maybe 2 or 3 nil. Uh 3 1 1 1. There we go. 1 nil against Bolton. Okay, and you can find out what happens in those games and all the action and reaction on Wales Online over the next few days. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or listen, of course, on Wales Online. Uh, and that's all we've got time for for this week. So thank you to the both of you, and we'll be back very soon for another edition of Making.